Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rick Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. I'm Rocky Sita Romero. David Starr. Support Russell Talk. You are watching Russell Talk. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk and please subscribe now. Support Russell Talk. 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 Because they talk about wrestling, and I like it. Support Russell Talk. Don't subscribe. Support Russell Talk. Home of Lou Gowen. Whatever Russell Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Russell Talk. Rumble. Now it's live. Hello and welcome to the oh, <laughs> Russell Talk podcast. <laughs> the easiest part good intro mate what it's it's the it's the wrestle ramble bit i'm having problems with usually mm-hmm. i stumbled over the word hello. hello and welcome to i stumbled over the word to oh mate wow well that's that's not promising it's been a long week for you hasn't it mate it's a long one always is survivor series time yep uh fourth biggest where would you rank it in the wrestling calendar i actually think it is lower than money in the bank Seriously? These terms, yeah. And like, now we've got the big five. Because Money in the Bank counts for something. Mm. Like, that has actual stakes. <laughs> Brand supremacy, Luke. I'm just saying that Money in the Bank starts things. Like, it tells you, here are things that could happen in the future, where Survivor Series is, here are lads, and they will have matches. And you can't enjoy storylines for about a month. Yeah, because of do this. brand supremacy. Mm. Because actually, it's the most important thing to these people. But come, you know, next Monday, it's no longer about brand supremacy, and they really won't care until Survivor Series comes around again next year. Luke, have some faith. I, for one, cannot wait for that Andrade semi-face term follow-up. Do you think they're going to turn him face? Nope. <laughs> I think that was just a spot they did. With no substance. Well, a, a bit like the Adam Cole Triple H thing. Totally. That people took us to task for. For How did you guys miss this? They're doing a storyline where Adam Cole is unhappy with Triple H saying we don't need Kevin Owens. 
And then there was no follow to that on NXT this week. Well, to be fair to them, we did we miss did, it. We did miss it, yeah. And, and that was a thing we missed, but we should have brought it up and then said, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, we missed it. Yeah. But it still doesn't matter. It still doesn't matter. Um, how, I mean, I'm not going to see you now after yeah, today. Weird, isn't it? Because I'm off tomorrow and then you're going to be off Monday. It's a, it's a scheduling nightmare because this is the first time we've had to deal with SmackDown on Friday, TakeOver on Saturday, and a, a big pay-per-view on a Sunday. Indeed. So, so yeah, it's, it's all gone skew-if. And Simon, housemate Simon, housemate Seaman, <laughs> is on holiday. So you're doing an NXT with Laurie. Correct. Pete and Dave are still doing SmackDown in the day. Correct. And then me and Pete are going to be doing Survivor Series on Sunday. Correct. And you're going to be doing the review of Survivor Series on Monday. And you're going to be doing the TakeOver review on oh, Sunday. So it's all over the place, folks. And if you are not a fan of those partnerships, as I said the other week, it's not going to be a good weekend for you. Luckily, though, we will watch all the wrestling. Yeah. Like between, like usually, like you know, what one gang might just watch this bit, and the other gang will just watch the highlights of Survivor Series because of time, mm -hmm. uh, and then catch up with it later in the week. But this week, no, we have to watch it all. Yep. I'm looking forward to War Games. You know, I'm really looking forward to War Games. I'm super looking forward to Survivor Series. Mm. Like, I know I can be, really? I can be really snarky about Survivor Series, but as I said to you on the predictions uh, episode. I'm gutted I'm not doing Survivor Series. I think I'd rather do Survivor Series than do TakeOver. Of the two shows, I'm more really? excited I'm more excited wow. for Survivor Series than I am TakeOver. Hey man, you could come in on you could come in on Saturday instead in the day. Pete could I didn't really think of this. You could do the review with Dave. Mm -hmm. Pete could do NXT with Laurie. Me and you could do Survivor Series. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Talk about it. Uh, but I've got this email that I'd like to read out to you because um, it's in uh, relation to yesterday's AEW Dynamite. What a shame. This comes in from Jacob who says, Hey, Russell lads, I come to you with an AITA or am I the A hole? Hmm. AITA. 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 As I'm sending this, I just finished off dropping off my girlfriend as we went to Dynamite. I'm a huge mm. wrestling fan, but my lady partner couldn't care less. She is, however, very supportive, Dumper. and we support each other in each other's weird obsessions. For example, I've been to countless Beatle fan tribute concerts, volunteer events, and have worked related events just to support her. Oh, so she's heavily into the Beatles. Uh, I would assume so, Beatle yes. Beatle fan tribute events. Yeah. Um, he said, uh, I showed her The Fiend for the first time on Friday, and she would not stop talking about how, quote, stupid, tacky, and corny it was. I can't argue with that. And for me, it works. And reminds her of a, quote, really bad B-rated movie. Mm. I, can t I can totally see why people would think that. As Jacob Wright, to each their own. Yeah. He continues. I don't care that she's not a wrestling fan. However, since wrestling doesn't often come to Indiana, I have, a court, I, have, uh, I have, of course, wanted to go to Dynamite. We talked about it over a few weeks, and ultimately, I bought the tickets. Fast forward to tonight, and she is noticeably bored the entire time. Oh, you don't want that because it takes away from your enjoyment. I tried to engage her in the chant, but she couldn't care less. Heck, she's from Mexico, and she wouldn't even chant Sierra, Sierra Miedo. Which I, which I think I pronounce wrong every single yeah. time. So I basically just go like, meow, 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 meow. Sierra Hotel. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a real shame. I get that all the time. I really want to do something like a movie I'm really into. 
I, I, you know, I take my lady partner because it is, it's one thing to enjoy something by yourself. Mm. You know, oh, yeah. you know, and you know. sometimes it's like hitting a ball against the wall. It's a lot it more rewarding. It can be fun, but it'd be better if someone was mm. there to return the ball. It's a lot more rewarding, yeah, to do it with someone else. Yeah. But when the someone else isn't into it, yeah, if the, if the I feel not very right. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. Like, what me, me and my lady partner will go and see, I don't know. I can't think of a recent example, but let's just say we went to see Guardians. Well, you you had this with the Marvel movies quite recently where oh, you were taking her through Civil the War. journey through... Yeah, exactly. And you got to Civil War. She liked Guardians, thankfully. Otherwise, some questions would have been asked. Yeah. But yeah, we got to Civil War and I thought, well, this is the moment she's going to go, I understand it now. When she sees the splash page. But she, it put her off completely. And it took a, a few more movies to win her background. Uh, and yeah, she she didn't like it at all, and I could feel her. I could feel her not liking it, and that was hugely upsetting to me. So I've got tremendous empathy for you, uh, Jake. Well, Jake. So Jake continues during the main event of Moxley versus Allen, or as he's written here, Allen, Darby Allen, Darby Allen. Um, uh, I tugged on her arm a little bit to try and get her to stand up during the entrances. This was apparently the breaking point, and she snapped at me for, Whoa. quote, forcing her to do something she didn't want to do, end quote. This attitude killed my mood, and I immediately stopped enjoying the one match I was really looking forward to. We stayed for AEW Dark, but left during Omega vs. Jack Evans because she was too bored. Already, long story short, we thought um, we thought when we would get back to the car... Sorry, we thought when we got back to the car because, quote, I shouldn't have forced her to do something she didn't want to do, um, and she would have rather stayed at home. I felt bad I'd forced her to go with me, but I feel like she should have been more supportive in my hobbies. My question is, am I the a-hole for bringing my girlfriend to a wrestling show even though she agreed to go, but she's always made it clear she doesn't like wrestling? Thank you for your time, my dude. Cheers, your boy Jake. (sighs) It's a difficult one, Jake. I don't think you're an asshole. But I don't think you're not an asshole. Yeah. Because, like, I did a similar thing. I took my lady partner to, to to wrestling shows. She didn't like any of them, but I always had in the back of my head, when she goes to a progress show, she'll get That's it. where it turns around. And actually, we got out of that, and she was like, eh, yeah, mm. I'm not really into it. It killed me. But that was the moment where I realized not everyone, even the person I love more than anything in the world, can like everything I do. But I do like everything you do. Yes. Well, that was a win. <laughs> My work wife yeah. was, was thankfully... God, what an awful job this would be <laughs> if you hated wrestling. Oh, God. Or, I mean, some people will tell you that I do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, sh- sh- we just agree. I just, you, you know, you've got you to gotta deal with it with yourself. Everyone can't like the same things you do. So then you've just got to go forward and invite other friends. And just have other shared hobbies with your lady partner. That's exactly it. If, you're, if your lady partner is not interested in going, go with a friend. Mm. And it's great to involve your, your partner in these things. MediaCon last year, I was really excited to share a wrestling event with my wife. And at the end of it, she was like, it's not for me. Yeah. And I was like, fair enough. We'll never go to a wrestling show together. It's not for you. But she did enjoy sort of like the pageantry of it all. And she enjoyed how much I enjoyed it. But... We did very much like if I'd have said now, she had to go into a, a wrestling event, she'd probably be like, no. Similarly, um, I've got some, I'm, I'm going to see the Kevin Smith uh, presents Jane Son and Bob reboot at the Prince Charles Cinema next week uh, at the at the Prince Charles, and I know that she wouldn't enjoy that. So I've not even bothered asking mm. because 
she's not seen all the other films. So going to see this one will be a complete waste of her time, even though she does like Kevin Smith. Yeah. That's why, you know, luckily I found a best friend in CM Punk. Yes. And he now likes wrestling again. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure we will soon go on a, a trip thing. Yeah. I should probably talk about that. I haven't well, probably talked about We'll it. have to do that in the outro yes. portion of the show because we need to get into it because, hey oh, AEW's awesome right now. And this was a great show with a great opening match. Here's the show. Fantastic night to be a wrestling fan. Okay, we're all we're all we're all on the same team. Though. Yep, we all know you've got AEW bias, so we're just and it's all out there now. Fox pays me. <laughs> <laughs> so someone said uh, to, to the, me appearing on the FS1 video of WWE backstage. Oh, so you've swerved Tony Khan then? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I did that Randy Orton trick. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about what. So I haven't seen all the NXT matches, but for me, Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix, which was the match that opened Dynamite last night, is one of the best TV matches. It's, it's I don't want to I don't want to say it's one of the best TV matches because there's been so many good ones this year. There's been some amazing ones this year, but I found this one uniquely incredible, and that that's a very good way to put it. It's uniquely incredible because like I. I don't know where I quite sit yet of whether I think it was this match or Revival versus the Undisputed Era as like my match of the night between the two shows. But this was uniquely brilliant. And it was just spectacular from the word go until the match finished. The amount of times I leapt out of my seat, the amount of times I gasped at near falls, I didn't know which way it was going to swing. I just loved everything about it. I there there are very few matches where there is not a single thing wrong. No, uh, my my mind always always goes to Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Masato Tanaka in ECW One Night Stand. It's just like five minutes of spot spot spot. <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Spot spot spot. There is no downtime. Look, even CM Punk John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011, one of my favorite matches ever. That is full of mistakes. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's a punch fest. Yeah. But this match, Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix, it was so well thought out from just the innovation of the spots, very complicated spots as well, to then pull off those spots all seamlessly, to pace them perfectly, to have the crowd, who are always such an important part of the overall enjoyment of the match, into every single thing they did, and the crowd. The, the cherry on top. The creme de la creme. The cream in your cro- coffee. <laughs> He's really very good, good at, at Twitter. Twitter. It's not <laughs> Seth Rollins. Is the story, which is just this little character bit. And this was beautifully teased out on commentary, mainly by Excalibur. I thought he did an excellent job in this match of Nick Jackson looking to the side for a tag. Yes, so good. Every oh. time Nick would go over to that side of the ring, they would say, he's instinctively looking for the tag. This is where Nick would look for the tag. But Nick's not looking for the tag. And they put a, right at the start of this match, they set this up by saying, the last time Nick Jackson had a singles match, it was like 2016 or something. I've got it. June 7th, 2015. So for the like 
That's over a thousand days. It's like sixteen hundred days or something. It's two hundred and two matches ago. Whoa! This is what they said on commentary. It was a great yeah. way to frame the match. Ray Phoenix. He last had a singles match twenty three days ago. So Ray Phoenix was never looking for that tag because he's had lots of singles matches. He's had lots of singles experience. So it was a really well-told story between these two that was brilliantly backed up by not only Excalibur, actually, because I think Excalibur was leading that charge, but Shivani and JR yep. were also yep. getting in on that. JR, from the word go of this match, was just like, this is going to be a match of the year contender. These two are unbelievable, and this is going to be so good. And it was a fantastic match. I mean, it's it's not really in the conversation for match of the year. No, that's not so. a That's not a slide on the match. No, that's, no, no. That's more of... Uh, uh, applauding how many incredible matches there have been this year. I mean, the, the star rating system has been broken on multiple occasions. Multiple occasions. The, but this was a four and a half star match. It was so, it was great. That's, that sounds like a, a, a slight, doesn't it? But, four and yeah. a half stars is amazing. I know, but this is the, it's the Kong Skull Island thing all yeah, over yeah. again, isn't it? Because you're not saying it's the best thing ever. It feels like you're being down on it. But So, so I... I really, really, really like this match. And I but my mind is trying to figure out why I like this match so much compared to other maybe just as good matches. Like if you put this match alongside another really good match, I'd probably choose this one. And I'm trying to figure out why that is. And I think it might be because this is the first time I've when I when I was watching it, I was like, this is the first time I've seen that sort of indie style done perfectly on a main stage on such a big stage like that 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 style that the young bucks really sort of perfected through their ring of honor days the 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 super kicks the the insane spots the reversals it's the perfect mixture of believability and a bit staged which i th- i think is what the young bucks excel at this was the best version of that i've ever seen in front of such a large audience and it was it was hugely cathartic for me to to see it and Dave, interesting, I listened to the Wrestling Observer radio review. Oh, I'd be very interested to hear what uh, big old Dave's got to mm, say about before it. Before we came in here, because I, I just you know, wanted to see what, what Big Daddy Dave thought. And Big Daddy Dave said kind of the same thing in a, in a different way. He said, this is kind of a watershed moment for wrestling because that that style, and particularly it was it was... Putting two, this was a match with no, no. I mean, there are story elements because they feuded all the way through the summer, but it didn't really have a story. It was just this match was announced on Monday. Here's a really good wrestler. Here's a re- really good wrestler. The audience is now so smart they know this is going to be a good match. Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird level of wrestling perspective where you're no longer appreciating it from the story, the feud, the all oh, that's a good high spot. It's I'm just here to watch two guys have a really good match. Kind of in the same way you might go to the theatre and watch Mark Rylance do a really good thing and you you can both appreciate it and being, that's a really, I'm, I'm into this story, but also, bloody hell, that's a good actor. And you're getting those two hits at the same time. It's a really complete level of enjoyment. And actually, that's not too dissimilar to the way that wrestling have been booked, you know, 50-odd years ago, which is just that here are two stars... We haven't got a storyline going into it, but you, you have got marquee names. And these marquee names are going to have a match, and you're going to want to pay to go and see that match. When uh, Pac left, when he, when he finally like got out of his WWE contract, and he went over to Dragon Gate, they announced him for a Rev Pro. And they announced him for a match against Zack Sabre Jr., and they matched him for uh, matches against Will Ospreay. As a wrestling fan, 
that I didn't I don't need a storyline going into that. I was like, well, I've, I've got to see both of those matches. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to the Zach one, and then you and I couldn't get tickets for the Will Ospreay one. But I watched both of them on Rev Pro's on demand service because I was like, I have to see these matches mm. because I love Pac, I love Will Ospreay. Those to me are marquee names that I want to see have a wrestling match. And that's what this was. This was two marquee names for me having a singles match that I was super ent- I was super excited to see. Yeah, and they didn't put a foot wrong. If we just go through a few of the spots here, just the, the whole opening sequence set the pace and the tone mm-hmm. for the match where they were just counter, counter, ducking super kicks. They're both out on the outside. And, you know, you do, you do this all the time, counter everything, go for the double drop kick, both both stand up. Yeah. It's kind of like the opposite of a double down. Yeah. It's like a double up. It's the, uh, the Eddie Guerrero D. Malenko. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. totally. Uh, but they're outside the ring. And one of them tries to get in. The other one drags them out. Another one tries to get in, drags them out. And then they both get in. Drop kick, back, <laughs> kip up. Oh, it was just, it was amazing. And just, look, I, I've always thought Pentagon Jr., that's the guy. Phoenix is really good, like probably a better wrestler. But, you know, Pentagon's the star. I'm, I'm a Phoenix man now. Well, I've, I've, I've been saying this for like the last year or so now, I feel like. Mm. But it's a case of, because Pentagon is so good. Because And when I say good, he's so charismatic. He has got such superstar aura about him that he does overshadow Phoenix when they are a tag team together. And that's often why Penta is the one that's seen as the star of the tag team. He's the one that got the Impact World Championship run instead of Phoenix, who was also in that match. But when Phoenix is in a singles match and he is on his own, it every single time I feel like it, like a lot of people stand up and go like, "Oh God, yeah, no, Phoenix is really good, isn't he?" When he's not out there with Pentagon, like overshadowing him and showing him up, not showing him up, but like wrestling wise, but being that big, big charismatic guy, you're like, "Oh my God, yeah, Ray's great. He's so good." And as you just said, then he might be better than Pentagon Junior. I think he is. I, I think he's facial, like overall, as as a wrestler, a high flyer. I'm not a luchador fan. Like I don't really get on with the lucha style, but I love what Phoenix does. That the running of the ropes, but it's his facials. It's the way he trash talks people in the ring. Yeah. Like to 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 get that much um, uh, expression across when half of your face is covered. It's the Batman. He's he's got the Batman thing where he's only got his jaw to act with, yeah. and he does it spectacularly. There was a moment during this match when he did this sort of like springboard senton from the corner, but because of the way he did the springboard, it made the senton look so much more impactful <laughs> than if he'd have just gone up to the top rope yeah. and done a normal senton splash. It was just spectacular <clears throat> at times. The, uh, and, and, oh, sorry, you go. I was going to say, the other two spots that I absolutely loved in this, when they did the series of super kick reversals, oh, yeah. and Phoenix kipped up, and basically in the same motion, hit a picture-perfect super kick on Nick Jackson. Stunning. And when he walked the yeah. ropes with the Hurricane Runners to the outside, but he walked the middle ropes. So <laughs> it was, he had his feet either side of the top rope, and yet still managed to completely walk it perfectly and then leap up to do a jumping hurricane runner to the floor without putting a foot wrong so many parts of that could have gone tits up uh, it's like watching people who are the best of that it was it was that relax that sort of comfort in watching experts do what they're best at it's like 
I don't particularly enjoy Adele's music, but there is a level of comfort I get because I just know she's going to hit the notes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like this, so this is even better. I, I just, yeah, that, that the stalling German on the suplex oh, yeah. from Mick on Phoenix. He's my favourite wrestler for the evening. <laughs> uh, I, the, on, on top of the story of Matt, sorry, sorry, Nick, sort of always instinctively, just by reflex, looking for a tag, which was ultimately his downfall, I would say, uh, which is a great, like, you, you lost because you psychologically weren't ready, not because you physically can't do it. It's always my favorite way to protect wrestlers in defeat. Um, is that Tony Schiavone pointed out, these are both the younger brothers. I was going to mention oh! that, yes. And actually, we, you know, we just had that piece then about Phoenix. I feel like Nick Jackson, he's the Ray Phoenix of the Young Bucks. Oh, I always think Nick Jackson's the best, though. <laughs> I, I know, but I think that Matt Jackson always feels like the star of the yeah, group. Yeah, I know what you mean. Maybe it's because he's got the mutton chops. Maybe it's because he's got the darker hair. I don't know what it is, but Matt Jackson always feels like he's the star mm, of the Bucks mm. compared to Nick. I'd say he's got better facials. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And during like that period of time when they were being like really criticized for like, oh, you don't sell in your matches or like you can't do that. All of his matches were based around that lower back, and he continued that storyline through so many matches, through so many different promotions, that it was just like, oh, yeah, okay, so Matt's the wrestler of the group, then, is he? Yeah. Oh, I can't sell. Here's me selling one injury for 18 months. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Uh, but the, yeah, and they had the complete right result. Uh, Canadian Destroyer from Nick, straight in, the, it was a kick out, straight into the sharpshooter. Brilliant transition. Uh, then Nick goes for the is the Meltzer driver, isn't it? With yeah. the, 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 he's the, set up to do a finishing a partner finishing move, yeah. which is he's, uh, the commentary didn't pick up on that as much as everything else. Which, but I, I did because the, the seeds have been sowed by that point. But there's no one there to do the tombstone with him, and that's when Phoenix gets out. There's this insane second rope spinning heel kick, and then a Mexican muscle buster, which is a muscle buster like Samoa Joe's old finisher, but he spins them down <laughs> into a, a bomb, a sit down powerbomb. Incredible. Incredible. And then Nick goes to shake his hand at the end as a show of respect. Phoenix, nah. What a dick. Oh, Loved absolutely it. Absolutely badass. Incredible. I'm so happy. I've written here, like, it's just the sort of match that makes me, I, it made me, I was already, I already love AEW. I think that's quite clear. Because you're biased. This made me obsessed. Like, I, I just want to, I want to read the, the company website. I want to see what those power rankings are. And I, I, I want to read that. You don't want to read that company website. It is a crap website. <laughs> <laughs> it has got nothing going on with that website. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just thought it was terrific. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, but let's get on to our uh, wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon shoutouts. Now, this is a special week, folks. It's Survivor Series week which means season three of Wrestle League is climaxing. The raging climax. Raging hard climax. It's climaxing all over the screen. The Survivor Series. It's been running since SummerSlam, which means every pay-per-view, all the predictions, not just between us, but you know, all, all the $5 and above pledge hammers, they've been doing theirs as well. There's a league table. You can check it out. Um, that concludes at Survivor Series. Our Survivor Series predictions will be up later today, so look out for that. But Season 4 also begins at Survivor Series. That runs through to Royal Rumble. So if you want to join in on Season 4, go over to Pledge... Go over to Patreon. You did this earlier. Go over to Patreon, sign up, and then you can you can vote in the poll. And I think that's open until about... Was it? It's the the four hours before yeah, so Survivor the, Series. So the NXT War Games predictions <clears throat> have just gone up uh, for the form for that, and I think Andy's putting up the form for SummerSlam, to, SummerSlam <laughs> Survivor Series tomorrow. Yeah, and I think you've got like about four hours before the pay per view starts before you can officially get your uh, pledge in. Mm. Also. Coming next week, mine and Ollie's deep dive review of Survivor Series 1997, which has a couple of new stories coming out of it. Um, not the Montreal least of, Screwjob. Yeah, not the least of which, the Montreal Screwjob. And I have been reading The Observer out the wazoo to find out as much as we can about this information. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts to try and deep dive as much about this story. And you said you told me you've solved it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you did. Well, I did say there's one very clear narrative <laughs> that's very easy to follow. Um, and next Friday, if you're one of our $10 and above, it's Wrestle Talk After Dark, where we get a little bit tipsy and read one of the worst books in publishing <laughs> history, Big Apple Takedown, somehow keeps getting worse. It's, uh, you know, you think like this probably isn't the best selling point for it. You think, oh, it's bad. That will be fun to listen to them read bad stuff. No, it's just boring. <laughs> It's just quite it's, boring. What happens is that Laurie reads this and does some voices, and me and Laurie said they go like, "God, this is awful." Laurie really <laughs> he he doesn't want to be there after a while. <laughs> but we do some karaoke that brings his mood back up. Yeah. Uh, and if you are a twenty five dollar a month or more pledge hammer, you get your name shouted out right here. So thank you, Zandamania, Running Wild. One of my faves, one of my faves. One of t-shirts going to be on Sunday. Marcus, he's got soul, Campbell. Football joke. Football joke. Don't have a Shane Cowley, man. Nice. Ooh, ah. Roman Sparks. Yes. 
the Titan, Owen Towers. What a Titan, Ooh. towering above us all. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Yeah, come on. Uh, just Incredible, Edelheat. Hey. Just Incredible, one of my favorite wrestling names of all time. Salutations, Josh Salom. Woo! The Jester, Ryan Kester. He's making jokes. Ari, the Boozer White. Feldberg. I like that one. It's good. Really good. The Raven, Chris Alexander. And lastly, the real Ollie Davis. Sure. There it is. <laughs> what you guys thought in the sit, 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 super chats and Absolutely. then we'll get on with the play by play for the rest of the show so on Nick versus Ray Phoenix Nate drops surname I thought the dream match title was a bit of a stretch for Nick and Phoenix but they 100% lived up to it amazing match didn't know I wanted it yeah yeah I mean when we left the studio yesterday I said we both said didn't we I can't wait for tomorrow morning when I can watch Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix. Yeah. I've been buzzing about it since it was announced. That was only on Monday. Uh, Kevin, I only watched Phoenix versus Nick. Amazing match. It's also my birthday. Can I get a Merry Christmas or something? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And Ryan Kester, I'm not usually high on the Young Bucks matches. Their style just has never been my thing. But Jackson and Phoenix managed to draw me in. Excellent match. That's interesting. Mm. That If you are not a... If you're not high on Young Bucks matches... But this match really worked for you. Because if anything, like I thought this was worked a lot like a Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers match, just without totally. their respective partners there. Yeah. So that's very interesting. I wonder then it's it was the story that got him into that of Nick looking for that tag or the fact that he's not had a singles match in three, four years and um, Phoenix has. He had in 23 days. I'd say this was, stylistically, I'd say this is more of a Lucha influence match more more than the the tags yeah. they've done but looking at that trio of uh that trifecta of tag matches that the lucha bros and young bucks have had in aew sure some of them are more spectacular but i've got a th- i don't know just just on how i'm feeling now I, I i might pick this match over any of their other in- their tag encounters interesting just because that ladder match just it took me out of it a few times. Yeah, I'm, when it was too much. When I've done my, uh, I, I've recently been going through like what my favorite matches of the year was, and of those Bucks um, brothers matches, I've gone for the first one, mm. the one they did at Double or Nothing, as opposed to the ladder yeah. match at All In, because was, although that ladder match was spectacular, you can go back and watch that live stream. You and I watching it, I get so uncomfortable towards the mm. end where I'm just, I, I kept saying. I just want this to be over now because I'm ju- when it was when Nick face planted the floor. Well, it was a mistake. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I, I've, I'm done now. Mm. But this match had no mistakes. It was incredible. started off with the opening match. They opened with Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix with no ad breaks as well. They were going against. Stiff competition oh, yeah. tonight with, with NXT. NXT surely is going to be in, in the ratings winner. I think one thing that ratings and AEW's performance over the last year and a bit period and every single political poll run in the last four years, I, d- I, can't, I can't predict can't it. Can't call it. I, I, I mean, like, logic would d- dictate that WWE would beat them, but... 
I we'll see. We'll, well see. actually, uh, I did the poll. The Ooh. poll this morning, AEW versus NXT. Tell on us the what community it is. Tab. Well, when I last looked, yep, it is a landslide. 11,500 votes. NXT wins by 61%. And you know what? I think that is absolutely fair because it was a crazy, crazy show. Not only like just for the run-ins <clears> and everything. <throat> but I would say for, for this week's Dynamite, although I very much enjoyed it... It had the highs of Nick Jackson versus Phoenix, and it ended with the high of Moxley versus Allen. But there was a noticeable dip in the middle, particularly in sort of like the the big top of the hour segment, yeah. which I don't think overly worked. Well, let's get into this now. I, I agree. I think that this was a, a fantastic bookend show. Yeah. And the, the, the opening match, I think we just talked about it, how much we enjoyed it. And the main event closing match, also spectacular in a totally different way. Uh, this, was, this was Star Wars The Force Awakens. <laughs> great opening. Great ending. Really saggy middle, saggy middle. That everyone forgets about yeah. <laughs> because it's in the middle. Uh, so after the Phoenix... Um, Jackson match. We got a little Shop AEW Black Friday advert. Mm-hmm. Merch on a Black Friday. Mm, it's an mm. interesting concept. What, a, what an idea. Uh, and then we got... It's, then it was the, the decline. <laughs> like it was, it was a pretty hard come down after this. Britt Baker's here, everybody. I like Britt Baker. Yeah. I do. And I'm, I really want AEW's women's division to work. I really do. But something is just not clicking. And it's I guess it's a case of they they're not doing any stories. Yeah. I think that really is what it is. It's just that and I know a lot of people said last month in the lead up to full gear, well they did have a lot of the, you know, girls they've been pushing, the Joshi girls working in stardom. Then I mean Riho's been there every week. Mm. Do something with Britt Baker then. Do a storyline with Britt Baker because she's there all the time. Do a storyline with her climbing up the rankings to get the shot for at Riho for full gear. And then you can save her in the B Priestley stuff or make more of the B Priestley Britt Baker stuff. So that's a good storyline. It's a really good storyline. But unfortunately, it's just that it's none of it's getting any focus. And it just feels like their women's division currently is just matches with little to no stakes. Well, they've got one... Uh, story, uh, but it's not something I'm interested in at all, and that's Awesome Kong with Brandy Rhodes. So, I, yeah, I feel like they've they've gone the wrong direction. I mean, this match was based around, to, to show how little story there is, this match was based around number one going against number two in the power rankings, mm-hmm. which is, that really, really hasn't been gone across properly on TV. I think, I think they're, TV. Do, they're working hard to get it across, though. Uh, but it was Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida. Shida is fantastic. Like uh, it, and and it's and this was a it was good for Shida. I I, I just like watching her wrestle in the ring because she's so charismatic. But it, Britt Baker is not that good or entire like just just engaging or empathetic. I find there was a moment when she did a pump handle sort of like face buster slam. That sounded like it had very little impact into the ground, and the crowd didn't react to it at all. Mm. And then the crowd weren't into any of the, the pinfalls afterwards. It really felt like something was missing from this match. And as I said, I, I am a fan of, of Britt Baker. I really do like her. And, I want, and I, they are clearly very high on her because she's got the big pyro entrance. And I've seen her do some really good stuff in AEW. 
but this was not one of those. Mm. She also, uh, I think, busted open her nose. Yeah. And I, I feel like she gets a lot of busted open... It's not always her injuries. fault, like. Not always her fault, but, you know, mm. it's it keeps happening. I just... Look, but Brian Alvarez said in his review that this was a bad... This wasn't a good match, um, but he almost doesn't mind it because Brit won't get better unless she's doing these 10 to 12 minute matches on TV. Yeah. It's not like AEW doing loads of tours and house shows and stuff. Very this true, is really yeah. the, the only opportunity she has to improve in front of a large audience. It's a marathon, not a sprint, is what they keep coming back to. So from that perspective, I can see why I'd say just put it on dark then. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't think this was good. Uh, after this, however... We, oh, so we didn't actually finish that. Um, so oh, yeah. uh, Sheeda got the pin <laughs> on Baker after a running knee strike. Um, and they put it over that the ranked number two uh, pinned the ranked number one. Yeah. Uh, so well, I, I just don't get why Britt Baker's ranked number one. It's just won loads of matches I, on, on I, I, dark and everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, it's, how, it's how win losses work, oh, mate. <laughs> is, it, is this another Scorpio Sky situation? Because it's not your pick. It should be Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. However, next up was a very pleasant surprise. One of the acts that we've both had issues with. Although I, they, they've, they've definitely been turning the corner since they've since the end of the tag tournament is the Dark Order. And what we got here was a video package where I guess I'll describe it. It's a uh, overweight guy with glasses getting off, like walking down into the subway. It's it's uh, Santana and Ortiz, isn't it? I don't know if it was Santana or Ortiz. Well, I, I didn't note down who it was, but Alvarez said it was. Uh, really? So I just thought it was just two random lads. I thought it was two random lads, but I wasn't really, I was watching the guy as opposed to them. So it could be either. Um, if it is proud and powerful, that's so cool. Because it's like, here's the world. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, man. I'm not sure it was. Oh, well, that was that's Alvarez's fault, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the guy gets on the tube. He, like They bump into him. His glasses fall off. They kind of make fun of him. He's got his glasses a bit broken. And he sits down on the on the subway. He's beaten down. He's feeling bad. And then this video advert appears on the screen. And initially, I, I thought, oh, it's a new character. But it wasn't. It was kind of this evangelical selling you on a religion, join us, everything's going to be better, kind of Scientology-like. We'll give you friends. Like yeah. You're, you're looking for a place to belong. This is the place to belong. We can make you... And they had, like, you know, these gorgeous, beautiful people being like, hey, you can be like these people. These people can be your friends. They say strength in numbers. We believe the strength, strength in, in numbers. numbers. But it was done all cheesily. It was a very, very well-made and there was promo. Flashes of the Evil Uno mask every now and again mm. over them as well. And it and it ends with him asking the, you know, the guy to join the dark order. I liked it. And it ties off on what they sort of ties into what they were doing last week when they were trying to recruit Jungle mm. uh, Marco Stunt into being one of the uh, the creepers. It's crazy like we've been saying, well I've been saying last couple of weeks, I just don't get the minions. I think that's what's holding them back. And with this video <laughs> package, they've made me go, that's what they are. Yeah. That Okay, well, you should have put this on. The- this should have been done <laughs> way, way ahead of time. But, but you know, that's that's to AW's credit. They are the, they they genuinely seem like they want to address things that aren't working, and that they try and fix them. And this is, they've had a, a really good track record of managing to fix it on the first go, almost. Yeah, completely. Um, that, um, 
Yeah. Then we got the Diamond Ring Battle Royal, which is something... Diamond Dozen. Diamond Dozen Battle Royal. Twelve people in the ring. Uh, you know, it's a battle royal. The the winning, the last two people fight next week for a diamond ring. Don't really know what that means. And we well, you said, win a diamond ring. Yeah, well, I didn't. Know, yeah, and well, I said this last week. Like, I'm not. A, I wear a wedding ring because I, I'm married. But I, 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 a ring as a prize doesn't. Do you know what this is? This is so dusty roads. This is a total yeah. Cody thing. It feels very eighties of. Hey, come see the local wrestling show. They're going to have a battle royal where the winner is going to win an 18 karat gold ring. Mm. And you, as this sort of like poor plebeian, to be like, oh, wow, an 18 karat gold ring. A speedboat. Yeah, if only I could. That's an aspirational thing for me to get to. It's a very 80s method. And actually, just having a battle royal feels like a very 80s mm. thing to have done. I did not really like this. Yeah, it, it it had its moments. It certainly had spots. But I, so we'll just run through everything that happened. Page got it. Hangman Page got his own entrance. But then, I mean, I watched the full thing. So I, yeah, watched, I watched this whole fight. The, uh, yeah. Everyone else got generic music, including Pentagon. Uh, then it comes, and neither does MJF. All these people come down in the yeah, break. Yeah, so it's Hangman Adam Page, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Kip Sabian, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, Penta, Sonny Kiss, Joey Janela, and MJF. And then when it comes back from break, we got the the other surprise entrance. Billy Gunn. Yeah, who got a massive pop. Yeah, rightfully so. That was, that was fun. I, I've got to think if that was linked in any way to the SmackDown shot. You aware of this? No. Uh, there was a jobber called Kip. Right. And the commentators were making fun of what a stupid name Kip is. <laughs> of course, that's Billy Gunn's real name. No, it's not. His name's Monty. It's one of his many he, he names. Had, he was called Kip at one point. Mm. Yeah, he was uh, Kip James in TNA. And a lot of people were like, oh, that's obviously a ribbit Kip Sabian. But Meltz was like, I, they don't know who Kip Sabian is. <laughs> I was about to say, it's, they will have no idea who Kip Sabian It's probably triple, the Triple H's mate who left him that yeah. they're making fun of. Yeah. So I don't know if that was in reply to this, if that was always the plan. I, I will say, <clears throat> as, as much fun as the, 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 the Billy Gunn thing was, I kind of wish it was someone else in the match though like if you're like, so putting over some of your, your, your younger guys make them look like stars as opposed to being like here is hangman page who we've already established is one of our top prospects and then everyone else gets the job entrance and it's like and is billy gunn a star from the late 90s yeah and it makes everyone else in the match then feel like unimportant which i think is an error when it's people like jungle boy pentagon jr mjf mjf and in, in the the hottest feud in the company right now. That's exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. re- I was really surprised and a bit disappointed when I saw MJF just walk out amidst loads of other people without his entrance. Yeah, I. It's not to say this was like we hated this or anything. I, it just it didn't work for me, uh, and it was just it it had. I think it would have worked if you didn't have Pentagon Page etc. in there. Like you said, it was just to get over that. Lower mid and undercard. Pa- yeah, Page and I mean Pentagon Jr. was out so quickly, and it was there to further the uh, SCU stuff. So it just felt so weird to see Page in there, mm. and it made me think of all of the sort of like the I would say the bad things they did following Double or Nothing, where you put Page on such this pedestal of yeah. like he's won the Casino Battle Royale, now he's feuding with mid carders, mm. so he's having a match with mid carders, now he's got to be facing against Jericho in the main event. He never felt like the main event because all of his other stuff had been this mid-card point yeah rather than elevating the 
lesser stars. I felt it brought down the big ones. I, yet, I agree. Uh, there were the, uh, spots. <laughs> Phoenix was out there with Pentagon at the start. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's a nice little attention to, to detail. As soon as the bell rings, it takes off his mask. It's Christopher Daniels. And that's enough of a distraction for Pentagon to get thrown out. Yeah. And quite a nice spot. Oh, right just, here. Ollie will be thrilled. Yeah, just, <laughs> but it was just like, meh, okay. Uh, and then stuff happens. Well, I, okay, so I like that MJF threw out Sonny Kiss while Sonny Kiss was twerking in front of Billy Gunn, which Billy Gunn enjoyed because he's an ass man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on, uh, they were doing the stuff with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy was doing his super kicks and stuff onto Billy Gunn, and MJF ruined that. And Billy Gunn looked at him and said, that's two. Yeah, yeah. That's two fun things you've ruined for me. <laughs> Yeah, that was nice. Uh, Jimmy Havoc got eliminated, so he gets a staple gun and takes out a load of people. Sean Spears knocks out Janella with a chair yeah, during the ad break. Yeah, feud. Just uh, more interferency stuff. It was it was it was overbooked for my money. Yeah, uh, all of this. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. We've got a famous set to MJF, yeah. and MJF was nearly out, but Wardlow comes down, which sort of distracts Billy Gunn, and then, and I, I wonder if this is ill-conceived as well because. Billy Gunn gets distracted by Wardlow and Adam Page eliminates him to booze because the crowd were really into Billy Gunn. So now all of a sudden the crowd are booing one of your top babyface prospects. Yeah, it should have been MJF. It should have been MJF. To, to, to make him look better. Uh, and then Jungle Boy... It was Jungle Boy, um, Chucky Taylor and Kip Sabian with Page with yeah. the final four. So actually that's, you know, that is doing something to say like, hey, look, these guys are some of our top prospects and here is something that we're really into. Particularly for Kip Sabian, who hasn't had much time on TV since the since Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. They, you know, he's been putting over himself that I won the very first singles match in AEW. So that's, you know, it's a bit of character progression for him, but hasn't been on TV. So for him to be in this position, I thought was very good. I feel like I've said top prospects too much <laughs> in this. Um, but at the end of this, it looked like it had come down to Page and Jungle Boy. And the crowd was so into Jungle Boy. And he got a massive reaction when they thought he won. Yeah. But nope, MJF uh, hadn't been eliminated. He sneaked in and he eliminates uh, Jungle Boy. So it's going to be Page versus MJF next week. Which, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for that match. I think that will be really good. And I can see that, as we were talking about it earlier... I think MJF would suit a ring. Mm-hmm. That's part of his thing. He can punch people with the ring on. It kind of fits his yeah, gimmick. So, yeah. it's, it's a little bit of uh, bling, bling, and a, a nice little hardcore. I like it when characters have weapons associated with them. Yeah. You know, Triple H's sledgehammer, William Regal's brass nuts, yeah. uh, Steve Blackman's kendo stick. <laughs> the so so that could be yeah, good. Just little tiny sticks as well. So so I'm. I'm I'm hopeful and optimistic about where they're going to go from here, but that this this chapter and the way they got there, I I thought was lacking. Yeah, it's um, but I mean, to be honest, I'm going to save my my some of my thoughts on that for this next segment because this next segment, if anything, actually really highlighted a point that you made last week. Ooh, uh, I'm well, excited. Well, that I, I'm I, right. I will say that it <laughs> highlighted a point you made last week. But to your own admittance, you made quite poorly, and then someone left a comment that really yes. summed up what you actually thought that was really succinct they and nice. They said what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes, yeah. Right. So this was Chris Jericho's major announcement, the champion. First off, they cut to him backstage. He's walking there in the ad break. Everyone else gets an ad break. I stayed for the whole Jericho walking around backstage. Because he is just on a roast tear. Yeah, he's just running around ad-libbing through everything. He's just oh. like 
Look at the chair. Stupid chair. Move on to the next thing. What else can I point at? That thing over there. I don't like that either. I'm going to make some jokes about it. And that sounds like you're exaggerating, but that's literally what it was. <laughs> he would go over to a, like a hockey stick was just there. Yeah. Stupid hockey stick. Like this <laughs> stupid town. And then he just like find something else and like yeah. roast objects. And then he bumped into a few people and roasted them too. Including Marco Stunt who was getting a photo shoot. It was, it was, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Chris Jericho is amazing. Uh, he gets down to the ring. He starts roasting the crowd as well. Um, and Hager's there with him. Or ha- ha- Hager. 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 Jake Hager. And Jericho said uh, last week he was actually fined for that temper tantrum he threw after being pinned by Scorpio Sky, throwing stuff around at ringside. And so I, it's not befitting of Le Champion, so I'm here to say I'm... S- s- I'm... I'm s- s- and he can't say the word sorry. So what he does is he just passes the mic to Hager and Hager says sorry every time Jericho needs to say it. It was very well-timed. It was really, really funny. Yeah. And it was so funny, even Hager couldn't control himself, (laughs) which just made it more funny. Yep. Jericho, his major announcement (laughs) is that next week he is having a Thanksgiving thank you celebration. He's finally getting the thank you he's been asking for since Double or Nothing. He's finally going to get it at his Thanksgiving thank you celebration. It's going to be the best party ever. There'll be games, snacks, an aquarium. They that really <laughs> made me laugh, and it won't be here. That's no. what he kept on getting over yeah. to this stupid it's Indiana, wasn't it? Yeah, stupid Indiana. It's It'll gonna be, be in Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> which I didn't know they're in Chicago next week. That's off the back of you know, Takeover Survivor Series. I don't know if Raw's there as well. No, usually that'd be a burnt out wrestling market by that time. Hey, dude, it might be. Mm. Well, maybe the perfect place for a certain someone, my best friend, to make his <laughs> AEW debut. Uh, but th- this was. All of Jericho's stuff, the sorry shtick. Meltzer said apparently this is something Jericho's wanted to do <laughs> really? for decades. Because it's a rip on a Happy Days episode. Right, okay. Apparently the Fonz couldn't say sorry, so yeah. he got other people to say sorry for him. Uh, okay. And Jericho's a big Happy Days fan. Uh, okay, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> and then SEU come out and Sky cuts a promo saying uh, last week's win was the greatest moment of his life. I've had a great weekend, been partying. My high school crush, uh, is go- Melly Parsons, is going to go out with me next week. Um, and, yeah, and, and he then says, I'm sorry to embarrass you, Jericho. And I- Okay, right, so the, the, the point <laughs> of this segment was, and why I don't think this... On paper, this segment should have worked. And it did, for a lot and of it, people and for a lo- really and, like this. And in some respects, it does work. What this was is was SCU manipulating Chris Jericho into giving them exactly what they wanted. So Sky is down there being like, "Dude, I'm so sorry, I embarrassed you. You know, maybe if we could ever have a match again, well, I'll, uh, you know, I won't have to embarrass you. No, you won't embarrass me because we will have another match together." And Daniels be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! If we're gonna have another match, it's gotta be in you know a few months' time. We need to practice and train for this. Oh, you want a couple of months? Fine, you're gonna have this match next week." And Scorpius goes, well, I mean, I don't want to speak for the title. I'm not worthy of the championship. And Kaz is like, no, 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 don't mention the championship. It gets really crazy when you mention the championship. Jericho's like, okay, you don't think you're worthy of the championship? It'll be a championship match next week. All of that sounds really good. But the problem was it didn't really come across. It just came across like SCU were not ready for this. And then he cut us a mean problem. They never had the reveal moments of we manipulated you. Jericho never got his comeuppance. 
in this promo segment. Jericho never had that moment of realization that he got played. Mm. And it just, so when you don't have that realization moment, it just comes across that SCU were being genuine in everything they were saying. I, well, I, I, I always understood what SCU were doing. So I don't, I don't yes. think. Uh, that, I, and that's why I said I think mm. it works on paper. Yeah. I and and Sky pulls Jericho towards him at the end and gets serious and like, I'm gonna you know maybe I'll beat you next week I've been waiting 15 years for this and it was a fiery moment and I'm just looking at the chat here a lot of people like this segment in fact ev- everyone else I've seen like this segment so I'm sorry this is my opinion I don't think Sky's a good promo he's he's you know he's not he's not no that's unfair he's just he's just an average promo. Jer- this this was all Jericho, this segment for me. And the content of his promo, apart from the Melly Parsons stuff that was quite that was was very good. really, really funny. I like Big Buzz and I cannot lie. Jer- yeah, Jericho big- said she's put on a lot of weight since high school. Yeah, and that got a big pop from the crowd. That was good stuff. Uh, but again, I, I would say that was more Jericho than, than Sky. I, I felt like the actual content of the promo was very WWE. In that, like, it even says... For the, we are the tag team champions and, and the sort of cadence and the getting over these things. It didn't feel like something normal people would say. Whereas I always bought into Jericho as a as a character and that's that's how he talks. Yeah. Sky always felt like someone doing a wrestling promo for me. And when it the thing that really highlighted for me as to why I don't think this works, I don't think this worked for the crowd that were there in attendance, because the crowd were into Jericho at the start, but I don't think they were into SCU manipulating Jericho into giving them the title match and it was it was really made clear to me when they're doing a beatdown so Jericho and Hager attack SCU Mm. and the rest of the inner circle run down they beat them up and Jurassic Express come down and the crowd explodes for Jurassic Express oh yeah and that was you like ah yeah SCU isn't as over as some of the other acts in this company and maybe that's why this isn't working as well as it probably could be. And as much as I like SCU and I love Daniels, I love Sky, love Kaz, this crowd were like, no, no, I want to see Jurassic Express. Mm. So, so this is what I poorly tried to say last week. And I'll, I'll, I can't remember who said it, but in the comments, they, they, they summarized it a lot better and said it than I could. And that is SCU are pushed as if they're mega over when they're, but the crowd reaction. What, what was it again? <laughs> they are, they're pushed as mega over and they're not as over as the AEW think they are. Yes. That's not to say they aren't over. Nope. They're just not mega over. Whereas like Luchasaurus and people are. That's it. You like, go back and watch Pentagon the... Junior. You go back and watch the pop that SCU get for their entrance and the pop that Luchasaurus gets and the rest of the Jurassic Express. It's night and day stuff. And I guess it's the Britt Baker argument in that this is a marathon, not a sprint. We're, we're building up these guys. But I, l- looking at the whole roster, I, I would choose other guys to do that with. So, um, and, and just sorry, I, I missed this bit. When Sky pulls Jericho towards him at the end and gets serious, he ended the, the promo with Bitch. And that was that was just I was already I already wrote down this feels like a WWE promo from from Sky's end and when he said that I was just like it's a it's a bit of a cheap trick yeah uh, these days for me I thought this segment would have worked much better and again this is my personal thoughts on this this segment would have worked much better had you'd have had the Jericho comeuppance yeah I think with Jericho not getting the comeuppance not realizing that he's made a mistake that he's been played it doesn't have the same impact. Mm. 
so you can you know as a viewer you can watch it but there is another level of enjoyment of them watching the heel be made to look a fool of yeah and unfortunately in this case the heel wasn't made to look a fool of um i just uh, just we, we do hear you a lot of people love this segment they love sky and we're not we're not disagreeing with that but like i i don't get jeff hardy's appeal but i you know which i think so. is mass, mass. <laughs> but, you know, i can't like everything no. <laughs> uh Although maybe I should. <laughs> maybe that's what people want. He's too positive. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there, there's a big brawl. Uh, Daniels is handcuffed to the ropes. Judas effect. He's yep. dead. Sky's dead. But, yeah, Jurassic Park come down. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Screw it. That's what <laughs> they're called now. Uh, and Jericho takes out Jungle Boy and stunt. And then you get this Hager Luchasaurus stare down. And this crowd. That was the bit. The crowd was so into Luchasaurus versus Hager. And this kid right here was also into the idea of Luchasaurus versus yeah. Hager. And I was like, <clears throat> I just sort of sat up straight in my seat being like, hello, I'm into yeah. this. And then he had a squash match after that with Peter Avalon, um, just a way to sort of, you know, say that, hey, Luchasaurus is back, guys, and he's the best. Yeah, I, I wanted more from this squash match. Yeah. I, I agree with the, doing the squash match. It was over too quickly. He should have, it was like two moves, and they were done very speedily. I, I think you should have, it should have been a two-minute squash match where Luchasaurus is just on top and looks awesome. Uh, he still looks awesome. I'm just thinking it could have been better. Uh, after that, we got Proud and Powerful versus Private Party. Pee, 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 pee. Yeah, lots of peas going on here. Uh, they did this as a tribute to Matt Travis. Mm. Which is very nice. Very, very nice. So he is uh, Private Party's trainer who passed away earlier this year. L- this week? Was it this week? Yeah, Holy was... moly. Yeah. Uh, Proud and Powerful. I think powerful. it was over the weekend. Proud and powerful were friends with him as well, um, but the yeah this was this was a good tag. This, this was, was a good, good tag match. Really good stuff. They beat down uh, Quen for a long, long mm. time to build to the Cassidy comeback. Cassidy, I think, is on a the same sort of level as not much. I was about to say something that was completely ludicrous. Then I was about to say he's on the same sort of level as Ray Phoenix, but <laughs> he is, he ten re- years ago. He <laughs> reminds me of Ray Phoenix in that. He does things and I makes agree. it look seamless. He has got his set of spots that he does, and he does them, and he executes them flawlessly. And now I, at one point, I wrote my notes, he makes these hot tags look too easy yeah. because they are just uh-huh. flip-de-doos all That's over amazing. the show, and it's never a foot wrong. And at one point, he just stood up with this look on his face that was just like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> I did that, and I didn't make a mistake. I am good. Uh, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because Quen has the. I when I think of Private Party, I think of Quen because he's got such a distinctive it's, look. Yeah, but it it is Cassidy who is. That's the story of this episode of the show. Yeah, it's the ones you don't expect. <laughs> yeah. It's Nick Jackson. It's Ray Phoenix. It's Isaiah Cassidy. It's like they're trying to build stuff. <laughs> um, so that yeah, uh, pri- that there was a bit of shenanigans behind the referee's back. Uh, who was it? Who well, they had, they had the a moment. Uh, I believe it was Santana that got the, um, the the slapjack. They did a moment. Actually, I thought it was really nice because they were working over um, Quen's back for so long that when they tried to do the silly string spot, um, Quen buckled yeah. because he couldn't take the weight of, of Cassidy on his back. There was also a um, an odd moment with the ref count. So the referee started counting, but then mm. Santana stopped him because Ortiz was not the legal man. Santana was the legal man. I don't think that was put over on commentary. <laughs> I don't think the crowd picked up on that though, and so the crowd just looked at it as like it was an error. Yeah, it was. So we have been spoiled by tag matches in AEW. 
this this was in the lower tier overall. But that's not to say it wasn't fun. Uh, it just you know it's not it's not some of the best TV tag matches I've ever seen. <laughs> pick it pick it up, lads. Yeah, come on, lads. Uh, but the Nick Jackson comes down to sort of further whatever storylines going on there. Everyone seems to be kind of interlinked in the heels and baby faces. Takes away the pool ball filled sock. Uh, behind the referee back and private party get the win with the gin and juice yeah big win and then afterwards Sammy Guevara runs down to attack uh, Nick Jackson vlogging it the entire time which I thought was a nice touch and then Dustin Rhodes makes his return he gets in cleans house to a good pop um, and I like that when they were beating down Sammy Guevara they everyone just took the phone to vlog themselves beating up Sammy Guevara which I hope makes it into the cuts <laughs> uh, and then they announced next week we're getting Hangman Page versus MJF Kenny versus Kenny Omega versus Pac that is Scorpio Sky versus Chris Jericho for the title and the return of Cody it's a freaking big episode well it's the Thanksgiving one isn't it so oh, I suppose right. or the pre-Thanksgiving one so I'd imagine they're probably expecting a dip in the ratings because people will be travelling and another company would phone it in if they think there's, you know, let's save all the stuff for when people are watching. And I've always said that's stupid because you want to reward the people who stick with you when there are other big things on. And, and that's, I'm glad they're doing that. Well, and that's me speculating. I mean, we're, we're British. We don't have Thanksgiving over here. So, and I th- I'm pretty sure it's a big deal in the hmm. States. I've yeah. heard it. It's Christmas one, right? And then you get Christmas two <laughs> on December 25th. And oh, I, I think a Christmas lot of Christmas 2's Black Friday. Oh, okay. So it's Christmas three and or four. Cyber yeah, Sunday. Cyber, Cyber Monday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Christmas four or five. Yeah. Um, and then you, but so a lot of people travel. At least that's why I imagine they go to travel and, and stay with their families. Mm. So yeah, so I'd imagine they're probably not expecting a lot of people to tune in. Um, I great to see Dustin Rhodes back. I was a bit miffed that it was here, just because I thought the feud was with Hager. I thought that as well. So. But they said they gave that spot to Luchasaurus. Yeah, so I just thought that was that was a bit strange when the the, the Luchasaurus Hager stare down was great. I loved it, but you know there was no real story there. It was just oh that's awesome, two big guys. I I, I want to see Luchasaurus beat him. But the more emotional reward would have been Dustin going up Hager against him out. Hager because it was Hager who broke his hand. And they put over that Dustin is still injured. His hand was in the cast, which is so weird because we would our review of Survivor Series 97 oh also God. features Cold Dust with his hand in a cast because he broke his so hand. Weird. So weird. Um, but if that is the case and he is still injured, I wouldn't have brought him back here then. Mm-hmm. I'd have said it because they, they said last week he'll be back in a few weeks. So you've already set up the tease of his return. And I think it would have been more impactful for him to go after Hager than it was to go after Sammy Guevara. It could have been a bigger deal. Now, so someone did say in the chat uh, that the, the video's titled AEW is awesome. What, why have they just been complaining for the last 20 minutes? I only just tuned in. <laughs> and you, you, you missed us waxing lyrical for the opening 15. I would say we were waxing lyrical. About uh, Phoenix versus Nick Jackson. And then, then we did say the 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 rest of the the middle part of the show was lacking. Uh, it, you know, it was it was. It's not that it was ever bad. It was just average to missed opportunities. Yeah. But then we got the main event. It's time for your main event. I said <laughs> it's the time for your main event. So I I went on a journey through this show because I started off with the highs of the highs of the highs of Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix, and then I did feel myself just slowly dipping, 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 dipping. I'd get back up every now and again. I was never below. I was never bored. Yeah, but I was never at that same high I was oh, at yeah, with, was with Phoenix opening. with yeah. Jackson. As soon as 
they said, like, we're now getting ready for our main event. Up next, it's John Moxley versus Darby Allen. I felt myself, like, mm. as a terrible uh, clicking. It's going to sit back up there to be like, I'm so ready for this match. And it did not disappoint. I, I'm, I'm going to do an awkward pullback now because I just realized we missed an, an, a very good Kenny Omega promo. It was a very good Kenny Omega <laughs> promo, yes. So, sorry, just before that, uh, Kenny Omega was doing bench presses with hardly any weight on. And he said... Uh, it's time to press the reset button. My path to redemption starts next week against Pack, which is that announced match. Um, and then he says, put some more weight on, and it's, uh, I've forgotten his it's name. It's Michael Nakazawa. Michael Nakazawa. And they put it only on one side, and he's pretending like it's loads of weight. And it, 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 was, it was fun. It, it, you know, this is the fun, badass Kenny that I hope we're going to get, as opposed to the opening story to new fans being, oh, he's having a bit of a crisis. He's not very good, is he? When he's amazing. So, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's see how that goes. I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm hoping from next week we get full-on Omega, as yeah. opposed to um, the story that Omega's not good enough, <laughs> which I, th- I think we can all agree has wasn't the best use of him. No. But Allen versus Moxley. Oh, my God. What a match. Alan's over. It was so heartwarming to see uh, there was a lady on the front row of the crowd with the Alan makeup. They found a kid. They found a kid in the crowd, a young boy. That would have been me with that Alan makeup as well down the side of the face. I loved this entrance so, so much because I actually also felt as well that our our feelings on this show are reflected in how the crowd were reacting as well. And then the crowd were nuclear at the start and then started to peter out again, never bored, but they just started to peter out. But this match brought this crowd back up to an absolute frenzy they, that they had at the start of this show. And it was when Justin Roberts announced it was the main event. And people, we had a, a message, an email in from someone who said they went to this show almost specifically because this match were, was being advertised and they wanted to see Moxley versus Allen. And when Dar- draw. That uh, is That is a, the definition of a draw. And when Alan had, he had this promo video at the start of this as well, mm. of him dragging this body bag with mocks written on it. And then he goes to a gig and he on, on stage and he gets into this body bag and then they put the body bag onto, into the crowd so we can crowd surf in this body bag, cuts to the arena so his music can play. And they put over, the crowd have brought him here from that gig. He's come all the way here in a body bag. Which is ludicrous, but wonderful. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Wonderfully pro like, wrestling. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I put it. And they put it down. He gets out of it. He's got his skateboard, and the crowd just—they go nuts when Allen gets out of the body bag because people are super into Darby Allen. He is AEW success story of okay. 2019. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 has something. He, despite his size, he is over. His style, his backstory, his character. Yeah, he doesn't really, he's not a promo guy. He doesn't really cut any promos, but he's so good at his just artistic expression, I suppose, for lack of a better term. Everyone knows what he's about. The commentary as well, I guess, are a huge part of that, of getting over his character. And I'm there like, oh my God, this is my guy. Yeah. I love this guy. I want him to win. And then Mox's music hits and he walks through the crowd looking like the biggest mofo on campus. And I'm just like, oh no, you're my guy. There is something <laughs> about Moxley, man. There is something about when he does his entrance that I get genuinely excited. Oh. And it's just, I don't know if it's just because he's coming for the crowd. I don't know if it's because he's got excellent entrance music and he has just got this superstar aura about him he has got a presence about him 
And that is reflected in the crowd being like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this guy. He's got moves like swagger. He has. He's got a swagger on him. It's got, but not Jack Swagger. He's got no. moves like... <laughs> moves like Hager. <laughs> he, honestly, he comes to the ring. He comes to the crowd, which is cannot be overstated. What a genius move that is. To, to That parallel with the shield entrance. Oh, yeah. How he always comes to the crowd. And it is just... The, 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 the air changes. And... AEW and more Moxley, I, I would say, through through his vision of what rest, his wrestling is, has got to a point where you don't need a cliffhanger to end a show with Moxley. You don't need a big angle. You don't need a big promo. You just need a Moxley match. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't wait to see next week. Like, <laughs> what? Well, what was the big hook? Because I, I, I don't know, Moxley wrestling. <laughs> you know, that, like, it's such Moxley wrestling is an event, and and yeah. it's, it's it's a main event. It really, really is. I thought this was so... Actually, on the subject of um, the presentation of both Alan and Moxley, it was something that we talked about early on when we were talking about the... We never felt that they were presenting... The music and the entrances never really felt like they were really, jelly, really low better. in the mix. Yeah. Like Louis Dangor, um, resident WWE Mark Louis Dangor, um, <laughs> uh, said to say that he spoke to Cody on a media call a week or so ago before Full Gear. Mm. Uh, Cody said the reason that entrances might sound a little off is because they don't want to play the music too heavily over the live broadcast on TV. He said that one of the major selling points and best bits about AEW is the crowd. And he said that WWE pumps the music, uh, entrance music way too loud on live TV, so that often sounds like the crowd is diluted. Mm. Um, he said it's something they're working on they're just trying to find the middle ground hey, well, yeah. and I think they really are starting to find that middle ground now because Alan's music it feels like it's so much part of him and so much part of his character it's a great song as well and the Moxley <clears throat> one as well it's such a great bit of music and then you couple that with the entrance the things just gel together and it just makes it feel even bigger that's really interesting I love how and this ties into a point I was going to make in this match how AEW use the audience like another company so it's sort of like here is the thing in the ring and everything else is just set dressing whereas a i think i genuinely believe aw approach it as no you are as much as just as important to all of these things we're doing as the wrestling itself that being the crowd and because we're watching the unedited broadcast we can see what happens in the breaks yeah and it only dawned on me that Mox, not really in his character, he was doing all these like poses to the crowd and, and ramping them up and doing all this stuff. And then he just stops. And then JR says, We're back from, uh, you know, and we're back from break. Back on TNT. Like, You're working the crowd. You're working the crowd specifically, separately to the TV audience, to use the live crowd to make the TV experience better. And that to- totally plays into Justin Roberts as well, who, again, and he, his importance cannot be overstated. That whole, this is your main event. Yep, you, you're up. This is your main event. Now you're up even more. It's all about using the live crowd to really enhance the wrestling. Yeah. And we this match kicked off with Alan doing a dive onto Moxley while he was doing that entrance because I'm so amped up by that entrance as well. Like, mm. I was like, God, I cannot wait for this match. Oh my God, the match yeah, is started. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> really got me off guard. Shot brilliantly. And then they brawled into the crowd. They And Moxley felt like he kept trying to get Alan back to the ring. And Alan was like, no, 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 let's go back into the crowd. And then Moxley was actually like, give me you little kid. Yeah. I'm going to drag you into this ring if I have to. Scrappy. I, I've written that note down. He's Alan scrappy is scrappy. Do. Not scrappy do because Alan's cool. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry, <laughs> uh, and then it was a match of just that. 
Allen would not give up. And Moxley didn't do much because he didn't have to. And, you know, you, you, Allen versus Moxley. Oh, someone's going to die. There's going to be blood everywhere, right? No, this is a P, This is TV. This is PG. Uh, well, no, it's TV 14. TV 14. They're, they're not, they're not going to go crazy is, is the idea. They'd save that for the pay-per-views, which I totally agree with. And Moxley just knows this. And he looks so physically big and tough compared to Allen that he can just wrestle like Braun Strowman. Yeah. And that's what he did. And much better than Braun Strowman because he, you know, he can move. He even did the running into the turnbuckle spot yeah, yeah. Like with Allen getting out of the way. It was fascinating. I, and this was Mox working over Allen and then Allen coming back with a flurry. And, and some beautiful work on the hand as well yeah. on Moxley. And I Selling just, at the hand was great yeah. as well. I generally thought he had dislocated some fingers. Same here. There was this... Moxley running shotgun drop kick that looked like Walter was doing <laughs> compared to like the size difference between them. Yeah. It was an an excellent match. There was a support wrestle talk sign in the crowd. Which you missed because I, I yeah, at the start of the show as well. Um <clears throat> but I I got marked out a little yeah, bit. Only because where was it where we said there was a really big cultaholic sign, but we didn't see oh, it. Was support- it full gear? It might be full like gear. That. It was something like that. There's always a give this an up sign. <laughs> Can't move for them. It's unoriginal. So we were like, really down. We're like, oh. And I think with that and the FS1 thing, I was like, people like us, they man. They like, like us again. <laughs> we stopped sharing website articles on the community <laughs> people tab. Are back I think on they our side. like us again. <laughs> uh, anyway, this was, it was just all great. This is awesome, Chant. Alan's working over the hand. There's a... The, the, JR even says he's being whipped like a government Moment mule. Mmm. took me back. It was great stuff. Just throughout. And it was like at one point Moxley gets distracted by the body bag mm-hmm. and he just looks at it. And you can almost feel the cogs wearing where he's like, Oh, you brought a body bag to the ring with my name on it. <laughs> I'll show you, you little. <laughs> he shoves him into this body bag and yeah. he wipes him out with this clothesline. This brilliant turning him inside out. Like Alan flipped 20,000 times of getting hit by this thing. Yeah. He shoves him in the body bag and starts stamping on him. The referee is doing everything he can to pull Mox off, being like, I'm going to DQ you. And Mox's like, I don't care. I'm going <laughs> to carry on doing this. It was, a, it felt like a brutal beatdown. And it made Moxley feel like the biggest deal in this sport yeah oh yeah yeah it's well put but it didn't even but it never damaged Alan Mm. I thought this was a home run yeah and an an excellent ending sequence Uh, there was a paradigm shift reversal into a near fall which was I I bought into I mean I bought into everything to avoid saying it over and over again there's a Canadian destroyer oh yeah the uh, code red uh, and then uh, Alan gets up for the coffin drop he hits the coffin drop straight into into a a sleeper sleeper. oh my god Alan rolls it through and I was like that's the finish yeah (laughs) but it wasn't because Mox goes to the top rope Alan jumps up there to sort of reverse it into a suplex but it doesn't happen because Mox just eats his face <laughs> and then you know he's biting all over his forehead paradigm shift off the second oh rope into the centre of the earth I have no idea how <laughs> Alan is alive like... he goes down vertically all on his head it his was... head broke the fall <laughs> don't worry folks and and as soon as it, that, that you know that's the one two three as soon as that goes Mox is selling the hand that Alan had been stomping shouting on shouting for medics oh and and then Mox just walks around being like, look at my swagger. How, look how good I am. And that's the end of the show. I'm like, you know, forking shirt balls. 
fantastic. So good. Loved it. Loved every second of that main event. And I want to see more of it. I want to see them have a full-on pay-per-view match. I'd almost like to see them become a tag team together. No. Oh, I could totally get behind that. Like, Mox saying, like, you remind me of me 15 years ago. There could totally be a mentorship storyline and then Mox, like, one turns on the other. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. Um, so let's... I, I mean, I... Pff, Four out of five show for me. It it did have a very saggy middle. That can't be overlooked. But the opening match and the ending match were brilliant. I think I'd like to judge the the show overall. Um, And I think that saggy middle uh, did did affect my my viewership. So I'm actually going to go high middle of the road. A high middle of the roads. It's it's a harsh, it's very harsh uh, grading we're doing. Because, you know, we've got high standards for AEW. Let's get on to your super chats. Jobber JJ 496 says Battle Royal was four and three quarters stars. Wow. Orange Cassidy was a five star. And he's put an what I think is an orange emoji. It's an orange emoji, yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Dominguez, Moxley top rope, DDT killed. By the way, DDT stands for what? Uh, oh, I I know this. Uh, I'll, I'll carry on. Uh, Christian Baltimore, even in defeat, Darby Allen is amazing. He really has become a star. Completely agree, as I said. I think he is AEW success story mm. of 2019. Uh, uh, go in. Nate drops her name. Penta first eliminated equals <laughs> Ollie hates this show. Maybe that's why you were so down in the saggy middle. <laughs> uh, the difficult so second album. Apparently, it's, it's a bit like CM Punk then. It's got quite a few uh, interpretations Drape drop takedown, drop downtown, death drop technique, Damien's dinner time, Damien's death trap, Damien's death touch. This is all the Damien from uh, Jake the Snake. Mm. Uh, Colton Daly. Oh, yeah, Colton Daly said, went to AEW last night and it was awesome live. And he said oh. that Moxley versus Derby was the best match. Really? That's interesting. Um, uh, do you want me to take over? Yeah, take or? back over, yeah. Uh, Jesse Venable personally loved the Pentagon elimination. Smart. Me too, actually. Yeah, it just with everything else, I thought it was overbooked. Yeah, I, I would have preferred that to have come later on. At least, I, it, I at least it was done to further a storyline. New Punk rants. Mox Allen was great. Phoenix Nix was great. Sheeda is great. Kenny versus Pack will be match of the year contender. But guys, just open your minds. Join us. Join Dark Order. Yeah, hashtag Join Dark Order. I was going to check that on Twitter see how that was getting on. Phoenix, uh, maybe it's the guy. I'm really curious to see how Hager goes with different workers such as Luchasaurus. I think he could do well, to, to be honest. He's never really been a typical slow big guy, so who knows? Yeah, I'd, I'm really, really mm. intrigued by a matchup like Jake Hager versus Luchasaurus. And actually, one of the things I would say, you know, as a certain credit to AEW, they haven't put Hager into a match yet. Yeah. Which really make, is making me go like, when are they going to announce that, that first Hager match? It's going to feel like a big deal. Uh, Anton H. Maybe not so much for Wardlow. Adam Cole should be teaching Britt a thing or two. I mean, there's there's only it's it's but good male wrestlers don't always translate into good trainers of of female wrestlers because mm. the whole basing dynamic is is off. Uh, Brandon Rayner love the Scorpio Sky versus Chris Jericho situation. It's been building since Chris Jericho at All Out told Scorpio Sky that he'd never get to hold the AEW World Title. I know. Title. Yeah, we brought this up last week. It's a really really nice bit of uh, nice bit of continuity. He told loads of people. 
It's on everyone. Tim Arndt, do you guys think the Diamond Ring match could have a storyline spin out of it next week? It seems like it would be a waste of time otherwise. No, you get, the, you get a Diamond Ring, mate. I totally think Cody's going to be involved. Yeah, if it's MJF. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's no way this... If this doesn't have a storyline or something spin out of it, it's it's a really weird thing for AEW to have done. I have... <clears throat> I might be... I might have just come up with something there that I don't think is going to happen and I've now worried myself that it could be but Cody has said that he's not going for the world title anymore and if MJF wins this what if he's like I'll put the ring on the line uh, and that's what Cody no, goes no, no, after no. it doesn't need it, it's got the blood feud element yeah. uh, and Christian Baltimore love the support wrestles talk sign from yeah. us too uh, on the subject of AEW brackets general, uh, Jobber JJ 496 says, uh, never make fun of a dinosaur. When you have a dinosaur on the roster, the small details on AEW is just awesome. Jungle Express moving up the ranks. That they're being really steadily used, which is which is really good. As I said, I think if if uh, if Luchasaurus hadn't got injured, I think they would have gone further in the tag mm. title. I think they would have structured that tag title tournament. Slightly differently. Because they were the biggest merch sellers. We didn't say that Peter Avalon said, great to see you back, Luchasaurus. Yeah. Life finds found a way. way. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. And on H, attending AEW next week instead of NXT in Chicago. Ah, so NXT is in Chicago next week. Is it really? Well, that, that implies... I thought it would have just gone back to full sale. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's in full sale. Yeah. Uh, Nate drops her name. Um... Steady. Okay. Uh, Nate Job's surname. Tough to navigate the balance of pushing people too soon and building them up, regardless of how over they are. They're doing a solid job so far. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying it's it's not a bad thing that they're doing. It's Absolutely just not. not the best thing. <laughs> But in my opinion, uh, uh, Tim Arndt uh, on the subject of Wrestle Talk miscellaneous, uh, not wrestling related, but the best of luck with Copa boys. YouTube screwing the creators around again. Yeah, I mean, it's some regulation that needs to come in. It's not going to affect us, though. Uh, I don't know. It's You know, it shouldn't do, because for anyone who's not aware, Copper is the sort of how to protect children's videos, but specifically made for children videos and advertising on yeah. there. Uh, it's but, something that needs to be done. Yes, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure the way it will be worked around is, is going to not be you can't always no. trust youtube no. because what they like to do is <clears throat> automate everything mm. rather than have people work you could just get bots to do everything and that's when things fall down it, l- it loses a lot of nuance golden <laughs> yeah. daily said can i get a shout out smiley face emoji hi golden daily oh, maybe next time uh, eduardo surin says chucky t and trent with orange cassidy versus cm punk with ollie davis uh, and ollie davis with luke Owen for the right to be called best friends I bought these wristbands in 2011, no, 2012, at a WWE house show in uh, the O2 Arena. Um, and I thought I'd thrown them away. And I got back last night and I went back inside. I've got a little like dressing up box of fancy costumes and stuff and weirdly swimming costumes. Hmm. And, I, and I thought, it's your fetish box. Please though. still be there. And I thought I'd, I'd definitely thrown away one. <laughs> But hopefully I'll have one of them. Yeah. And I found one. I was like, yes. And I was like, oh, there's another one. <laughs> this sparked a lot of joy last night. Nathan, the Alpha Wolf says, hey, lad, yesterday I turned a quarter of a century. Can I get a birthday shout out and a howl from the boys? Ah, woo. You guys oh, are the best. Well, happy bar mitzvah. Absolutely. Uh, D.H. Train says, Ollie and Punk versus Trent and Chuck. First title for best friends confirmed. We're best friends, me and Punk. So, yeah. Kevin, bring it on. 
Kevin says, unrelated, have you seen anything Impact has done lately? The gauntlet this Tuesday looked incredible, especially Rich Swan. I heard that was, some people calling it a real star-making performance for Rich Swan, but I did watch the, uh, the Tessa great. Blanchard stuff, which was mm. just amazing. She is another level. Mm. She's so good. I really think WWE dropped the ball in not picking her up. Yeah. Um, Cypher, Cypher versus everyone says how do you not get Jeff Hardy's appeal artistic high flyer one of the most handsome how could you not get it nobody likes him the god of ladders I mean maybe I phrased that wrong it's not that I he doesn't appeal to me but I'm not I'm not looking around like Jeff Hardy's not over because he obviously is yes but like I I I I, if if I was in charge of a wrestling promotion, sure, yeah, I would, if he was available, I would definitely get him because he's a, a proven ratings draw. I wouldn't trust myself to know what to do with him though because he's just uh, I, he's not. I don't. It's not your cup of tea. It's not. I don't like him. I just, yeah, he's not my cup of tea. So yeah, um, I do. Um, I don't think he's artistic though. I mean, he he does about? he does do art, but it's it's His face stuff's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Fergal McClements, uh, never thought I'd be into AEW reviews. I don't even watch WWE, but I love these reviews. Oh, thank you, Fergal. Thank you very One much. Longest running fans, Fergal. Robert uh, Burrell said, it's official. We shook hands. Smiles for the cam. I love Jericho so much. Hashtag support rest talk. Hashtag little bit of le bubbly. Le bubbly. Uh, well, did it, who shook hands? Robert Burrell was there, was apparently he? Apparently so. Oh. Uh, Josh D. Dynomic says, Ollie, I jumped out of my chair when I saw you on WWE Backstage. I was incredibly happy. I think you and Cody, I think you are the Cody Rhodes of YouTube. <laughs> um, I've got to, re- everyone should go and check out, obviously it's going to be out later after this, but the, the WrestleTalk podcast, AEW, when we talk about the FS1 thing, Ollie goes in depth on his feelings of waking up and seeing it in the morning. You've got to go check it out. It's, it's a, a fun little story. Uh, and lastly, on this subject, uh, Nate drops her name and said, Ollie, good to see AEW hired you back after backstage. Well, you've got to go where the money is. Yep. Um, we've got some last-minute Super Chats. Do you want to take us through these sure. ones? Sure. Uh, the Zornis. Luke, I would love to see an Alan Mox team too. Good, I'm not on my own that one. Anshu Kamau. I still preferred NXT over AEW just because of the surprise run returns of the superstars. Revival versus Undisputed Era was awesome, but AEW is great too. I think AEW is always going to struggle against a show where you've got the entire <coughs> WWE roster. Like, not just... NXT, but Raw and SmackDown also appearing on that same show. It's the crossover comic yeah. book event. Uh, but st- stick around, by the way, of course. Laurie and Pete will be back as right after this with the NXT review. Sean Turner, Luke, please, please check on Ollie. He is evil laughing and could be turning heel. He can't turn he heel. He is the John Cena of WrestleTalk. Surely the John Cena of WrestleTalk should turn heel. You're looking at the Ricky Steamboat. Nice. Never turns heel. Noah Fortner, me and my lady partner were there last night. I can't remember half of the show because I was so <laughs> into the whole night. I love that you get you're a high that you're yeah. like I can't remember anything. Not even drunk, no. and I just I just know I really liked it. <laughs> uh, Thomas Burns, Cody costs Page the match with MJF by accident next week. Hopefully, what do you guys think? Well, it's interesting that they made a deal of it on this show that Paige has left the Elite mm. and he is not affiliating himself with that group of lads anymore. So if there is something with Cody where he comes in and it does lead to MJF winning, you can do more than with Paige and Cody down the line and really start to spin off in that story, which I think is a really, really interesting story yeah. to do. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's definitely Particularly with a certain other member of the Elite having his contract expire in November end of November November 30th Jobber JJ 496 finally Ollie you're my guy and Punk is my favourite wrestler BF 
Best friends. Best friends. <coughs> Don't know why they can't choke me up there, the emotion. Did you want to talk about being FS1's own Ollie Davis? Yeah, so I, this, uh, obviously I did a news episode about it yesterday. That was a more performative uh, version of events. But I'm not kidding. So I woke up, usually around the 6, 6.30 time, did you want me a little potter and make a coffee? And then I start going through the news. Your smart kettle, let's not yes. forget. I start going through the news first, you know, getting the stories together. And then I, I go on Reddit and I look at the if anything's broken on Reddit that the news sites might have missed. And then I went on my Twitter just to see things. And I, I'd already done all the CM Punk stuff. I was already aware of everything he said on the show. But of course, no major news sites said, hey, Ollie Davis is in this video package for three whole seconds. Yeah, so for those of you who are not aware of this, uh, FS1 on WWE Backstage this week had a video package to show how CM Punk quote, broke the internet, which really, I don't think he he did. It's fun to say, It's fun to say. It's absolutely, it's fun to say. It's become a phrase to say. Mm. So they did this video package about him, quote, breaking the internet. And in that video package was a clip of... Ollie Davis's news video that you did when you did it on the set about CM Punk Return. And it was you saying, CM Punk Return Confirmed, which has been a wonderful running joke that we've had on this channel now for upwards of two years. I feel like it validates us. It really did validate <laughs> it. Really did. I popped, so a lot of people tagged me uh, in, in this on Twitter when I woke up on the uh, Wednesday morning. And it was just like, oh, my God, you've got to see this. Oh, my God, you've got to see this. And my instant reaction was like, I don't really have time to watch this video package. But you know, I'll, I'll just quickly click that. And as soon as I heard your voice, I was like, <gasps> oh, my God, that's amazing. That's really cool. And then Days was there as well. He's a nice yeah. guy. Well, you, yeah. we can just talk about me. Though. But you were first, Thank which you. means you were the most important one. That's what I got. Yeah. yeah. More than Booker T. Oh, yeah. He's also in that. Mm -hmm. uh, the It was... Uh, so, yeah, so I watched it. I, I was genuinely speechless for about two minutes, just sitting at my desk, and I kept watching it over and over, and then I kept on looking at people's reactions to it, because you know, a lot of people were very kindly saying it. And uh, I just... Uh, I was surprised how much it affected me emotionally. <laughs> you know, because, it, like, it's... I. I've been quite clear that I love CM Punk. He is probably the last person I have ever actually idolized. Mm -hmm. you know, I, th there was a four-year stretch in my adult life where I idolized him, and then he went away. And no one's, I haven't had anyone to fill that gap since. That's not to say I don't get into Daniel Bryan and Luchasaurus and Kenny Omega, but they're, they're, you know, they're, there's nothing, it's nothing like what I felt for Punk. And even your love for Cody is different. It's a different kind of it's love. It's a different kind of love. And just a the, different kind. And and to, I, I, he probably hasn't even seen it because this was just. Although he did unblock Wrestle Talk on Twitter, you know. Yeah. You know. So we were. But was that just him trying to catch up on, <clears throat> or is it? You know, he's like, I've got to check out Ollie Davis's latest Wrestle Talk news episode. I think it's a possibility that Punk tweeted himself he said i've got to catch up on five years of wrestling does that maybe does some vanity searches 
sees the CM Punk return confirmed meme, mm-hmm. and it traces back to us. Interesting. And I would hope that he would see the irony and everything that rather than yeah. see it as a as, as something serious. I have never really considered. I know we joke about it a lot, but I've never really considered that someone from the wrestling world listens to this show or watches our videos. Totally. Never really no. never really considered it. And when people say it to us, I'm like, yeah, but no. No, no. It's, it, we're not in the, the Brad Shepherds. Was it Brad Shepherd that did the... Oh, no, it was uh, the, the Bill one, wasn't it? It was just like, oh, no, yeah, I DM Road Dog, so I'm now actually mm. part of uh, WW Creative. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've made jokes about it in the past, but I've never once thought, our oh, Road Dog's watched one of our videos before. We're just some doofuses. Complete doofuses. Yeah. But the, it was... And I said this to you when I got into the office yesterday. I was giddy. Mm. I was... I was Giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> Particularly because when you came in, me and P were just like, oh, it's FS1 to Oliver <laughs> Davis. I, I'm an atheist, so I don't, I don't believe that there is a God. But that brought me closer to God. <laughs> <laughs> if CM Punk is, is my best friend. Sorry, Luke. It's okay. I, I was, I was through, through montage... <laughs> Next to him. Mm, you were. Because it, was it, was, a, it was a Twitter graphic wall, and yep. then it was me. Yeah, and the Twitter graphic wall was, you know, useless. Mm. It was just there to be a, if you'll excuse the pun, segue into yeah. the more important thing, which was your reaction, and then Booker T's reaction, which I, was way less important. I just, I, the, the only, because of course I, I'm never happy. <laughs> like I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then a little bit of me was like, I wish they used the running clip. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my, my, after like t- 10 seconds after having this immense glee. Yeah. It was, oh, but it should have been better. <laughs> but here's what, I can tell you why they didn't use it though. Because of music. Exactly, yeah. it had music underneath no. it. Whereas the one we did on the set had no music underneath it and it was just, that's easy to clip from. But so do you think now that CM Punk's watched some of the WrestleTalk videos? Look, I'm not going to get carried away. Uh, we are best friends. I think that much is clear. Best friends in the world. But I, that if he's catching up on loads of wrestling things, he might, of watched 30 seconds of something we've done. Maybe a what next for CM Punk type video. <clears throat> and that is not to say that he's consciously recognized what he is watching is called Wrestle Talk. He, he probably thinks it's all what culture. <laughs> <laughs> but I exactly, don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, I, I, I would. Every single one of us is Adam Machiti. I would now assume that CM Punk's eyes. <laughs> has seen beyond the thumbnail of one of our videos. <laughs> well, what an intriguing thought, eh? What an intriguing thought. I, ju- I just said because it is quite funny. Uh, obviously, they used a clip of us on on uh, FS1, and it has the little wrestle talk thing at the top. It's like, you know, oh, yeah. this is where it's attributed mm-hmm. from. We were never contacted about that at all. You know, and, and, you know like... But, you can people can contact us to, and a lot of people do actually. They say, "Can we use this?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure." Because I really don't. As long as you're not uploading the full clip and then using it yourself, yeah. Like if if you want to use our stuff in your videos for the sake of a joke or whatever, have at it. And I don't mind that they didn't. I would have expected a large organization to have at least reached out to us. I don't. It's not a big thing. What is kind of annoying is that when I tried to upload that clip 
to YouTube to use within our own video, it got flagged for copyright by Fox. Yeah, claiming that they owned that footage. Which is just the way YouTube works, folks. People have autobots, transformers, <laughs> and it just automatically detects anything that's appeared on your channel and goes, nope, that's theirs. And because Fox are bigger than us, it, it just works out that way. So yeah. it's, not, it's not like someone going, ha, ha, ha. It's just totally automated. It's the way the system is, but the system is inherently broken. I just, it's just an interesting thing to point out. Yeah. So, uh, and I thought the other one actually was funny. It was a lot of people said, oh, you guys will get such a huge bump in mm. viewership from this. And I was like, ah, do not think we're going to. No, no, no. no. We didn't. <laughs> and we didn't. And funny enough, neither did backstage. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's nice that people think that. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice that we can live in this it's world. It's nice that people think a three-second <laughs> clip of a guy on a set with the name of the channel squeezed into the upper left, almost minuscule, is gonna is gonna in, have a few more subscribers for us. Yes. Anyway, well, let's bring this show to a close. You and I will not be on a podcast together now until Raw next week. Whoa. In a post-Survivor Series world. But that is not to say that we're going to have a load of podcast content for you. Survivor Series oh, predictions. I'll actually run, some, run that together. Survivor Series predictions will be going up today. Uh, we've got the magazine show going up Me tomorrow with you and Pete. Pete and Dave will be doing the SmackDown review on Saturday. Me and Laurie will be doing a NXT TakeOver review on Sunday. That will be me. That'll be me. Sorry, yes, you're absolutely right. Well, me and me and uh, Laurie will do the headlines. Yeah. And then you and Pete will do the review. Then you and Pete will do the headlines for Survivor Series. And then me and Laurie will be doing the review of that on the Monday. It is Contentomania. Content out the wazoo. So, you know, have fun. Happens five times a year, folks. Indeed. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.